Hey, this is Ashley McBride, and you're listening to Sound Sessions. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Mike from WGN Radio Sound Sessions, and I am so, so elated. I'm sitting in this beautiful room right now, full of beautiful people here at the Apple Store in Chicago, but I'm sitting with the one and only Ashley McBride. What's going on today? How are you doing today? I'm wonderful today. It's been busy and steady, but not in kind of a rushed way. It didn't feel like a fire drill all day. <laughs> and you're coming in from Indiana, correct? Yeah. We were in Fort Wayne last night. We were with um, Cadillac 3 and Justin Moore. Oh, my gosh. So you've been kind of on this tour for, for a while now, huh? Um, yeah, it seems like forever. Um, it's, it's actually just been like two years. But festival season is a lot of fun. It's a lot like camping. You get to see all your friends at each show. And, uh, I mean, it's a lot like camping except you shower less. And then you have to dress up once a day. Well, see, that's really nice. And, by the way, I, I love the shirt and I, I, I love the look that, you're, that you got going on tonight. How do you focus and prepare for these intimate shows, though? Because now instead of going and playing those big festivals, you're playing in a room full of a couple hundred people here at the Apple Store. Uh, my favorite shows are intimate shows because I cut my teeth doing bars, you know, 60, 80 people. And then it became, you know, two and three hundred folks after that. Um, so I actually looked forward to this because I'm not really good at using those, you know, those big parts that stick out on a stage. They're called a thrust. I'm not really good at using those. Mm -hmm. I don't have to use one of those tonight, so it's really nice. <laughs> so when you're like making that connection, because a lot of your music kind of focuses and kind of centers around the fact that you came up from like a dive bar sensibility. I mean, playing in Nashville and everything like that. What's it like transitioning into playing in front of you know a couple thousand people every night, getting nominated for a Grammy Award and all these other big things? I mean, how do you feel as a girl who was once writing songs in her bedroom and in her, uh, you know, sitting in her basement just strumming a guitar and now getting to see all of this coming from just music that came out of your mind. It's really weird when people sing back to you at this, at this time because it's essentially you just made something up, like things we make up and then people sing it back to you. So that feels weird on its own. And I went from playing in bars, still playing in bars, to being on the road with like Willie Nelson so we're playing in, you know, I went to go from playing for like 100 people to like 5,000 people a night. The next show we got was with Chris Stapleton and Hank Jr. It was 23,000. So we went from 5,000 to 23,000. That is, you cannot comprehend it at all as the girl that was in the bedroom making the songs up. You just kind of go, okay, I'm just going to go do this thing in this amphitheater. I'm going to be totally fine. And when I was in the bars at night, when it would get loud and, and nobody's paying attention, I could close my eyes and go stadium, stadium, stadium. And then that night, the first night I played with Stapleton and Hank Jr., I was so overwhelmed with how many people were there, I had to close my eyes and go dive bar, dive bar, dive bar. And I was like, oh, that's how this works. You kind of always call back, you call out to the thing that you want, and when you get the thing you want, you call back to the thing that made you get the thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's awesome. It, it, oh, that, see, that's just incredible to hear, because I, I myself play music around the city of Chicago, and getting to play mainly, you know, solely only to dive bars. It's, it's funny to see that you, you, how, how much you can grow from just like a song, which is a beautiful thing. But you have played with Chris Stapleton, Willie Nelson, all these amazing acts. What kind of advice are you asking them when you're going up to them? Because they, they know how to do it. I mean, they're the best in the business. So what kind of, what kind of approach do you take, you know, having a conversation with, with Willie Nelson? With Willie Nelson, I just I tried not to say silly things. Mm -hmm. I just because my jaw kind of clenched up and I didn't know what to say. And so when he said, "I'm Willie," I just went, "Oh yeah, I know," like <laughs> like Goofy from Disney. 
Um, and, and like Stapleton and Hank, they're kind of these icons that you, they're a little bit untouchable when it comes to asking advice, so I try not to. There are people I can reach out to. Terry Clark has been here from the get-go, who's been like, you need anything? Three o'clock in the morning, let me know. And Miranda Lambert is the other one, yeah. who I, I can shoot her a text anytime, and I can ask her any kind of question. I can ask her skincare questions, and she'll answer me. Um, because she knows that she's like, this kid just went from... I say kid, I'm 36 years old, but this kid went from thinking she might not ever get her chance to getting her chance, and now she wants to know what moisturizer to put on. I think I'll tell her. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And by the way, I love, I'm a huge fan of Miranda Lambert, too. I mean, what she's doing with Pistol Annie's and everything that she has going on. Everything she does it almost like becomes gold, which is, which is an amazing thing. Um, so you've done so much in your life, and you've, you've put out an amazing uh, record here, Girl Going Nowhere, uh, nominated for Best Country Album at, at the Grammy Awards. You're, you're playing you know, these, these amazing festivals, these amazing venues. What kind of goals do you have for the next 10 years? Like, where do you want to, where do you see yourself in the next, you know, uh, 10 years? You see, are, are you going to be nominated and, and entered into the Grand Ole Opry? I mean, what's your, what's your go-to? Well, we wanted to make a great record, so we set that goal and we did it. And we wanted to play the Opry, we got to do that. Um, we've done it nine or 10 times. We wanted to play late night TV and we got to do that. So every time we got to do something, the bar kept raising itself. We wanted to play these legendary venues. Now we're getting to do that. The bar, again, keeps raising itself. So for me, the Grammy nomination was, I just couldn't even comprehend that at all. And um, I sat behind Quincy Jones. So I just kept looking at him going, is he going to disappear in a minute? Is this is an episode of Quantum Leap, which would show my age. Um, but for me, I think the end all be all. And of course you want to win a CMA. Of course you want to win a Grammy. But to be a member of the Grand Ole Opry, would, I would just be a puddle on the floor. Because when I was growing up, that was the, the highest accolade you could possibly get mm -hmm. as a country artist. So it, for me, it still is. So I, was, I only bring that up because I was just in Nashville and I went to the Grand Ole Opry and I saw the, the light in people's eyes when I was watching you know, Charlie Daniels up in that golden circle and everything. Could you just bring us back for a second to that moment where you got to play on that legendary country stage? I mean, what were you nervous? Were you sweating when you went up on stage? Were you thinking, you know, this is my moment? Or you, or you, just, you just had it in the palm of your hands? I'm always sweaty. Um... <laughs> Just now we did sound check, and then uh, Dana came up to powder my face. She's like, your face is so hot. <laughs> I'm like, I know it always is. So, yeah, definitely was sweating. Um, we got there early in the day because they filmed my entire debut. So, they, you know, they can even, you can YouTube the, the Opry debut for me. Um, I, I did my makeup five times that day because I kept <laughs> crying. I cried even when they showed me the plaques on the wall of Opry members, and I just, like, touched Barbara Mandrell's name and just started bawling like an idiot. Um, when I walked into room four, which is a very, very special room, you'll only enter that room once in your life. And I cried when I walked into room four. And then they needed to film me go to the stage and touch the circle for the first time. I cried when I got to the circle. And we got me all fixed up again, and I heard it come over the intercom, Ashley to the stage, Ashley to the stage. And I was like... Oh my goodness, here it goes. We're either going to really flop or really fly right now. And if, if, if it were more like all the people that have played the Opry are standing on your shoulders, I think that pressure would be a little easier. But it's not like that. It's like they're standing behind you, all of them, patting you on the behind, going, we're so happy you're here. You earned your spot. Welcome home. That is like, you can say mean things to me all day long and put pressure on me all day long, but say something sweet or tell me I earned my keep today and I get all teary-eyed. And you can see in the video, I cry like a little child during Girl Going Nowhere. 
Oh man, I love that. I got to go back and watch that. Um, to all of our listeners too, go back and check that out. I was watching a little bit of it today, uh, full disclosure, and it just you know brought a little tear to this country boy's eye. Um, but I love it. And the thing is, you have played so many stages, and now you're taking on the Apple Music Up Next stage here in Chicago. There, there, you're, there's a lot of Apple Music stages that are happening all over the world at this moment. What was that like to be chosen for such, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here, but everybody who's everybody uh, is going to be listening to music on Apple Music. This is where I find all of my music, in fact, and where to go to. What did it feel like to be chosen as one of their go-to artists? That was one of those, when somebody said it to me, I looked behind me to see if they were talking to someone else. (laughs) You're going to be part of Apple up next. And I was like, who? Um, and they said, no, seriously, we're going to shoot content and we're going to go to Chicago. And of all the cities that I could be chosen for, this is my favorite city in the entire world. I'm from Arkansas mm-hmm. and Chicago is my favorite city in the entire world. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was talking about it in the car on the way here that I was just honored that I get, not only get to be part of Up Next with Apple Music, but I get to do it in the most wonderful city on earth. I love it. So what kind of connection do you have to the city of Chicago? Do you remember the first time you were here back in the day? Um, my best friend back home had moved to Arkansas from Chicago, so I knew it had to be a, kind of a cool place. Mm-hmm. But I started playing up here and started playing places like Joe's. Yeah. And just I realized that the people are loud, they're passionate, um, mostly just loud. <laughs> uh, they like really good food and they love their sports. And I love people that are passionate about the things they like. And I don't care what their accent sounds like. And the, the more we came here, our, this was the first city for our crowds to really grow exponentially every time we came. Mm-hmm. Chicago put its arms around me, so I couldn't help but make myself at home. Man, you have a crowd outside that is uh, literally down the street here in, uh, near the Tribune Tower in Chicago. Um, are there any surprises that we should expect from your performance tonight? I'm probably going to be surprised several times uh, <laughs> during the performance. I'm going to do a couple of things that... Um, that I, I mean, I can tell you I'll do a new song that'll be on the new record, which is, that's not a surprise, but there is a surprise I can't tell you about, otherwise it's completely ruined. Uh, but then I know that there will be some things that I do tonight that I don't expect to do, especially since I was told earlier in the day there were things I can't do tonight, so I might just surprise myself. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know I was going to do it. You're like, wait, wait a minute. I can't steal a, a computer real, real quick. Real, what do you mean? No free headphones? What's going on here? Oh, there is a danger that I might buy an iPad, actually, because I need one. But I just got a new phone, and I'm very excited about it. I've had my same phone forever and ever and ever, and the screen is cracked. And when you hit the, when somebody texts you and you try to hit the little notification, it just turns the screen black. And I'm like, bless its heart. <laughs> I think after a Grammy nomination, you can probably get a new iPhone. You've got to treat yourself is what I'm thinking. Treat yourself. I should treat myself less often, but I'm glad I got a new iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> do, you get, do you get the, the brand new iPhone? Like, what does Ashley McBride listen to her, her music on? Is it that brand new spanking, uh, like, what is it, 9 plus now? I don't even know what they're at. at oh, there's so many letters associated with it right now. <laughs> I, I literally was looking on the computer screen at my management office and went around the office looking at people's phones. I was like, this picture does me no good. And if I get the biggest one there is, I mean, I have small hands. I'm 5'3". I'm afraid I'm going to drop it. So I went, I went for the XR. I'm like, let's go bigger than I've got, way newer than I've got, all the space I'm going to need, and I can still hang on to it myself. I don't have to have any help holding it. I love that. Again, we're speaking to Ashley McBride right now here at the Apple Store. Now, uh, you know, all the millennials, all the kids today, they're listening. I'm making myself sound old as well. I'm, I think we're almost the same age. Yeah, it's fine. 
but they're <laughs> but they're listening to music on Apple Music. They're checking it out on, on the on the radio and uh, you know the the radio app that they have as well. I mean, most of the, my music that I that I listened to today was on Apple Music. But um, you and I both we grew up with cassettes, CDs, and vinyls. Do you remember that first vinyl or CD record that your parents put on and you're thinking, this is like my go-to song. Like, this is the reason why I should be into music. And what was that first, what was that first record? I'm the youngest of six kids, so my parents are a little bit older. So I think the first time I heard Bluegrass recorded was on an 8-track. And then um, I heard, it's, uh, the album's called I've Got That Old Feeling. It's Alison Krauss. Right before it was Alison Krauss and Union Station, like specifically. And still to this day, the very first beginning, as soon as you put the needle down, is this little runny guitar riff. And when I hear it, I feel like I'm just like eight years old every time I hear it. So that was the first LP that, that I got to own um, for myself. That means a lot. I love Alison Krauss, too. You either like Alison Krauss or you're just wrong, and it's okay. <laughs> All right, last question. Again, we're here at the Apple Store with Ashley McBride. She has a new EP coming out, nominated for a 2019 Grammy. You, you've done it all. But, you know, there's a lot of people who are sitting in their parents' bedrooms or their own bedrooms, basements, wherever they might be, playing in a garage, strumming a, you know, a six-string with their friends. And they're thinking, how do I get to the level that Ashley is at right now, getting to play at the Apple Store, going to the Grammys, playing the Grand Ole Opry. What kind of advice can you give to those young kids playing, uh, playing music right now? Well, if you're a parent, um, you need to be taking your kiddos to see live music because they're never going to want to stand on stage if they don't stand in the crowd. Mm -hmm. And if you're a kiddo that's thinking, maybe I should do this, if you've got that fire in you, you're going to know. It's not like, I might be kind of good at this and I'd like to do it. If you want to do it as a hobby, that's great. But if that fire is in you, you feel like you have to do it or you might die. And if that's the feeling you've got, then sing. And anytime somebody goes, oh, you're a singer, huh? And they tell you to sing, sing. I don't care if it's in a grocery store. I don't care if it's in a parking lot or a bowling alley. And they go, oh, you sing. Okay, then sing me Amazing Grace. Then sing them Amazing Grace. Because that's the kind of thing, because they go, dang, that sounded good. Or dang, you were ballsy enough to do that. I think you're going to be just fine. So just make them afraid of you being unafraid. Make them be afraid of you not being afraid. That was a great, great quote to, to land on. Yeah. I think that's the newest song right there. Ashley McBride, one of my favorite singers out there right now today, playing at the Apple Store. Check out her album, Girl Going Nowhere. Uh, check out her new EP, Everything That You Do. I hope that, you know, all, nothing but success and love to you and your, and your team, by the way. Thanks for joining us here on WGN. Thanks for having me, and I would love to catch you playing music around this great city sometime. Anytime. You got on the VIP list, okay? <laughs> Can't get enough of Sound Sessions? Like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at SoundSeshPod, and check us out on Instagram at SoundSessionsWGN.